Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Elizabeth Benton here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential podcast. Super excited to chat with you today, though despite the name of today's episode, this is not an episode about working out or fitness, exercise, efficient movement for fat loss, none of that. I've done a bunch of those episodes before. I will link to them in the show notes. So if you are curious about movement and exercise for fat loss, definitely check out the show notes page. But today is really about lessons I've learned in the gym that I have applied with great success in other areas of my life. A lot like I've talked about with finances. I had no idea that some of the biggest changes in my nutrition would come from lessons I learned when getting out of debt. Similarly, Some of the biggest growth I've had in interpersonal relationships has come directly from lessons I learned in business. And this is very much true with what I've learned in the gym, especially what I've learned specifically in CrossFit versus having a regular personal trainer or working out at a standard Gold's Gym 24-hour fitness, that sort of thing. There are some really powerful lessons that I have learned that have nothing to do with fitness and so much to do with life, so much to do with food, so much to do with motivation and with mindset. And that is what I want to share with you today. We're going to dive right into those lessons. But before we do, I want to remind you guys that the waitlist for the fall 12 Weeks to Transformation coaching program is now open. So while I won't be working with new clients over the summer, I will be working with veteran clients over the summer. So if you've been through one of the 12-week things before and you want to work with me again over the summer, really capitalize and go into the fall with screaming momentum and motivation, shoot me an email, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, and we will get you squared away. The summer veteran session starts on June 24th, uh, so make sure that you get in touch with me before then if you have been a part of one of those groups before. For new folks, though, folks that have not worked with me yet, that have not been a part of one of my coaching programs, please know that the waitlist is open for the fall group. I am taking the summer off from new clients so that I can really invest as much energy as I can into my book that I am writing. So the wait list, you can get on it over on the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 491, which is today's episode number. That will have a link to the wait list, or you can just go to primalpotential.com, hit the work with me tab in the upper right-hand corner of the page, and that will take you to the wait list as well. Those are your options. Also, side note, 
There's so many people on the wait list for the fall. I wanted to do something special for you guys over the summer, even though I won't be working with people directly. Uh, so stay tuned for information on that if you're curious about what that's going to look like and how I really want to help people through the summer, build momentum, get some results prior to our fall 12-week kickoff and ending the year super, super strong. Hard to believe we're already talking about ending the year. Get on that wait list because I'm going to be sending out that information very, very shortly. In the meantime, let's talk about the 10 things I've learned, especially from CrossFit, that are serving me every freaking day in other areas of my life, in my work, in my relationships, in my finances, and certainly in my food choices. The first one is don't decide based on a feeling. Don't make decisions based on your emotions or if you feel like it. I will say, people are always surprised to hear this. In fact, I said this to one of my clients the other day and she was like, you're kidding me. I never want to go to the gym. Honestly, it is rare that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to the gym. I go probably at least five days a week, oftentimes six days a week, but always five days a week to the gym. And 99% of the time, I don't want to go. I don't want to get up. I don't want to put on my gym clothes. I don't feel like working hard. I don't feel like getting sweaty. So I don't go just when I feel like going. If that was my operating system, I would basically never be there. Interestingly, that used to be my operating system with food, too. If I felt like eating healthy, I would. But if I was going to talk myself out of it, I was going to talk myself out of it. If I was too tired, too emotional, too busy, too stressed, that was reason enough to get pizza, to get Mexican, to have ice cream, to get a candy bar, whatever it is. But what the gym taught me, what working out taught me, is that I never want to go and I never regret it. I'm always glad that I did. If you give in to that feeling, if you allow your work, your effort to hinge on if you feel like it, you won't change. You won't change. It's kind of like I've never regretted a workout. I've also never regretted an amazing food choice or a disciplined financial choice. Don't make the decision based on, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I don't feel like it, I'll do better tomorrow. Don't let your emotion factor into it because what is true in the gym, but also with food and with mindset and with finances and with holding your tongue in a relationship, you'll never regret doing the right thing. So often we'll give in to the story of, I don't want to, I can't, I don't have time, I'm too tired, I'm too stressed. And if you respond to those thoughts as though they matter, then they will continue to own you, right? If you decide that being busy, being tired, being overwhelmed, being sad is the influencing factor in your choice, it will remain your choice and you will not have the discipline that you desire, what I tell myself when it comes to the gym is, I go, period. There is no factor of scheduling. There is no factor of feeling. It is just a discipline. I do the same thing with brushing my teeth. 
I'm never like, oh, yay, can't wait to get up and walk to the bathroom and take out my contacts and brush my teeth. But I go. It is what I do. It is not something that hinges on feeling. It is just something that I do. I carry that discipline into my care for my home. I don't wash the dishes when I feel like it, but I also don't let my feelings influence if I'm going to do it right now or not. It's just what I do. There's a dish, I wash it, period. You will never regret that disciplined choice. But we have to be mindful of that in the decision-making process while we're building this habit of what I'm describing as, I just go. It's what I do at this time. It's what I do when there's a dirty dish. It's what I do before I get in bed, right? These are things that just happen. They are not subject to my feelings. And that is something we can build in every area of our life. And where we are struggling... It is usually because we are letting our feelings influence our choices instead of simply saying, this is what I do. It absolutely takes discipline at first, but it is not a discipline you will ever regret. It's not a discipline you will ever regret. When you're in an emotional state, whether that is tired, frustrated, lonely, sad, stressed, etc., you either... Affirm that emotional state with a choice or you change that emotional state with a choice. So let's say you're tired. Oh, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm tired. Oh, I'm going to go. I'll take out my contacts tomorrow morning. I'll brush my teeth in the morning. I'm tired. You either affirm that emotional state with a choice, which would be skipping the workout, not brushing your teeth, not taking out your contacts, not washing the dishes, not fixing the meal you plan to have, or... You change that emotional state with a choice. If I'm tired, I know that I feel way more energized after a workout. I'm usually tired when I go to the gym because I tend to go. I used to work out first thing in the morning. Now with my move and changing gyms and whatnot, I work out in the afternoon. Naturally, because I get up around 4.30 or 5 in the morning, come 3 o'clock in the afternoon when I have to go to the gym, I'm tired. I've been working all day. But I am more energized after the workout than before. I used to tell myself, oh, I'm too tired. I'm too stressed to eat well. But I feel more stressed out and more tired when I don't eat well. So again, guys, in an emotional state, whether that is stressed, tired, overwhelmed, sad, lonely, etc., you are either going to affirm that emotional state with a choice or you also have the opportunity to change that emotional state with a choice. Number two, second thing that I've learned in the gym that I apply to my life is that if you think you can't, you're right. Don't put mental limitations on yourself. This is something I see in myself and others in the gym all the time. With barbell movements especially. Just the other day, we were doing um, a max lift, or it was actually a two rep max. So as heavy as you could go for two reps of something that is called a power clean. Actually, it was a hang clean, but kind of similar. If you 
walk up to that barbell doubtful, you're screwed because you've gotten in your head and in your mind is going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I don't think I can. And when you approach that barbell with doubt and fear and limitations coming first from your mind because you haven't even touched the barbell yet, you're done. What I always try to do if I'm starting to have those those mental limitations, oh, I don't know if I can get this, I shake it off, I walk away from the barbell, I visualize myself picking it up, it feels light, it feels easy, I nail the lift, boom, done. I see that in my head. If I get a creep of doubt as I approach it, I step back, I see it again, I see it successful, I walk up to that barbell confidently, I grab it confidently, I see it in my head, and I get it. Because if you accept a limitation before you start, you've short-sighted yourself, you've shortcut yourself, you've blunted your ability, you have let doubt erode what you are capable of. Because now your head is in the way, now your mind is in the way. You've basically said, I don't think I can, and I will believe you every time. The same thing is true when it comes to creating change in other areas of our lives. This is not just about lifting a heavy barbell off the ground and your physical limitations. This is also about choices. I see this every day when people email me reinforcing their patterns of behavior. I'm good for a few days and then I blow it. I'm good all week and then the weekends come and I'm screwed. Once I have one drink, I can't stop. If I allow myself one indulgence, I feel like I've screwed up and I just go off the rails. All of these things are the same exact manifestation of walking up to the barbell and going, I don't think I can pull this weight. You've given yourself that instruction. You have eroded your ability. You've counted yourself out before you start. You are capable. But if you keep telling yourself that you're not capable, guess what? That is what your brain rehearses. That is what your brain practices. And it is far more likely to be your outcome. I have a client that I've been working with who returns to this story of being out of control all the time. She tells herself that she has no control over her binges. What's wrong with me? I can't stop no matter what I try, no matter how badly I want it. She's also in debt. And I said, if I told you that I would give you $100,000 if you didn't binge today, and we were being really serious... Would you be able to go today without binging? And she was like, well, yeah, $100,000 would change my life. So would stopping the binges. And here's the reality. Nothing changes about your capacity because there's money on the line. It's just your perception. It is your belief. And so if you tell me, oh, yeah, I could do that if it was $100,000 on the line. Yeah, I could do that if it was a million dollars on the line. Yeah, I could do that if you told me that I made it one day. I would never binge again for the rest of my life. Nothing has changed about your capacity because of those stakes. The only thing that has changed is your perception. But when you create these limitations in your mind, you've sold yourself out. You've reduced your ability. Focus on what you can do. Just like with the barbell, approach the situation confidently. See yourself do it. Accept your belief. Do not erode your capacity and then Go for it. The third thing that I have learned in the gym is a little bit of an elaboration on the last one, and that is don't live in lack. 
Don't live in lack. There will always be limitations. There will always be challenges. There will always be issues. There will always be things that are not possible for you at this very moment. For me, with workouts, 100% of the time, I could choose to see every day from the perspective of what I can't do. The way that it works in CrossFit is that there is a workout of the day, a WOD, W-O-D, workout of the day, and it's different based on the CrossFit gym that you are at, but it's posted ahead of time so I know before I go to the gym what we're going to be doing. Without question, 100% of the time, there is a limitation I could focus on. Maybe the workout includes something that I'm physically not ready for, like Physically, handstand push-ups, I'm not strong enough for at this point. Or muscle-ups, I don't have my first muscle-up yet. And even if the workout includes all things I can do, as is often the case, maybe it's written at a weight that is heavier than I can move with at this point. Or maybe it is triggering an injury that I have, and so because of an issue with my knee or because of an issue with my shoulder, I have to scale it. My point is, every day I could talk myself out of that workout because it includes something that I can't do right now or it would trigger an injury. But the reality is, for every single one of those workouts, there is something I can do. There is a way that I can modify. There is a way that I can scale. There is a way that I can show up, do the work, get stronger, and feel better as a result of it. Don't live in lack. In every day... There will be a time constraint. There will be an emotional constraint. There will be a financial constraint. There will be a patterned constraint. But you can choose to say, what do I do with this? What can I do? What is available to me? And that is an attitude that as a CrossFitter, I've had to practice every single day. Because if I looked at the workout and just dismissed myself because of injury or ability, capacity, every day I would have a reason to not show up. But every day I have the practice in saying, what can I do? What would challenge me? What works for my body? Where am I right now? Don't live in lack. Yes, there will be barriers, but there is always something you can do. And that is what we have to train ourselves in all situations to look for. The fourth one, and this is yet another thing that CrossFit gives me the opportunity to practice every day is keep your eyes on your own flipping work. Every time I go into the gym, there are people moving faster than me in some movements, slower than me in others. Who cares? None of my business. Every time I walk into the gym, there are people who are fitter than me. And there are also often people who are not as fit as I am. There are people who are stronger than me and people who aren't stronger than me. None of that has anything to do with me. All of that is a distraction. It has no bearing on my fitness and my ability and the intensity I need to bring when somebody else is going heavier or harder or lighter or slower. How they're scaling, if they're scaling when they finish, if it was ahead of me, behind me, by how much, none of that has to do with my effort or my body or my journey. This is true in life too. It is a choice to focus on how much money somebody else makes, on what they eat, how much they weigh, the way they look in those pants, their romantic relationship. 
It has nothing to do with you. If you give your energy to that, then your energy isn't on your work, on your path. And as I said, I think recently, I know I said this to my clients recently, if you have one eye on somebody else's journey, you only have one eye on your own. And that is a problem. Keep your eyes on your own work, where somebody else is, what they're doing, how they're doing it, faster, better, slower, harder, easier, has nothing to do with you. The fifth lesson that I've learned in the gym and get to apply every day in my life is I always have one more rep in me. It's fascinating to me how many times in a given workout I will have thoughts along the lines of, I can't, I need to stop, I'm tired, it's hard, put the bar down, take a rest, etc. And every single time I have those thoughts, I also have an opportunity. I will either give in to them and rest, put the bar down, whatever it is, or Remind myself that I always have one more rep. I can, I will, one more. It's about the story you tell. It's about what you give your attention to. If I tell the story of, I can't, I need to rest, I need to stop, I'm tired, it's too hard, that is where I'm giving my attention, that is where my actions are going to go, but if I choose to give my attention, redirect, use every single time I think I can, it's hard, I'm tired, I want to stop, to redirect to I can, I have one more rep, I have one more step, I always have one more good choice in me, I get stronger mentally and physically. And this is so true with food too. We have a tendency to focus on the cravings, oh my gosh, that looks so good, Oh my gosh, I want that. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. The cravings, the pattern, the past, the temptation, but you always have one more good choice in you. And it comes down to where you put your attention. You always have one more good choice in you, but how many times are you reminding yourself of that? How frequently are you practicing that instead of giving into the story and the focus of the temptation? The sixth thing that I've learned in the gym, I love this one, is that max effort feels amazing. Maximum effort feels amazing. We spend too much time talking ourselves out of our max effort. We spend too much time talking ourselves out of our best because we say things like, it's hard, it hurts, I can't. Something's better than nothing. It's better than I used to do. At least I showed up. I tried. It's like we convince ourselves we are doing ourselves a favor by letting us off the hook. What's crazy to me about that is that it feels way better to do your best. And most of us don't know how great it feels to do our best because we rarely give it everything we've got. And that that is a gift. Your best effort, your max effort, that is a gift that we should be giving ourselves way more often. We need to know how it feels to do our very best, to go all out, to give it everything we've got instead of constantly condoning shortcuts and exceptions. Not because we have to be purists, but because it feels amazing to do your best at something. 
It's so easy in any workout to kind of show up, go through the motions, but not do your best, to hold back, to play it safe, to rest when you need to, stay in your comfort zone, dial back the weight, cut things short, cut reps, skip out early, don't complete the workout. And we do that too all the time in life and with food. But what really feels amazing isn't letting yourself off the hook and staying in your comfort zone and not changing and not growing. What feels amazing is doing your best, knowing that you pushed yourself, feeling proud and experiencing the growth and the progress and the euphoria that comes from that. Your max effort feels amazing. So seek out opportunities. Where can you show up today and do your very best? Not hold anything back. Not make concessions, exceptions, and excuses. Where can you do that? The seventh thing that I've learned in the gym is that you have to pay attention to your progress. You have to have an eye on are you getting better? Are you making changes? Are you seeing progress? What is different today compared to 30 days ago? What can you do now that you couldn't do three months ago? Because none of us want to show up and go through the motions and either not get better or get worse, right? But we've got to pay attention to do that. If you ran a mile three months ago, what's your mile time today? If you could do four pull-ups unbroken a month ago, how many can you today? If three months ago you couldn't do a push-up on your toes, how many can you do today? Are you getting better? This is so true in other areas of life too, like money. What did you have in savings three months ago and what do you have today? You've got to face those things. You've got to be looking at progress. Did you take a picture of your body six weeks ago? Well, what does it look like today? What's different? What are you doing to create change? We don't want to put in effort just to stay the same, right? That's not why we're here. The eighth thing that I learned in the gym comes from one of the ethos of of CrossFit. CrossFit kind of defines itself as constantly varied movements performed at high intensity. And by constantly varied movements, CrossFit emphasizes strength, but also speed, and endurance, and gymnastics, and flexibility, and balance, coordination, agility, so many different things because it believes CrossFit as as a sport believes that you need all of these things to truly be an athlete. You can't just have endurance. You can't just be flexible. You can't just be strong, but you need all of these things to truly be fit. So this idea of constantly varied, because sometimes we're on bikes and sometimes we're running and sometimes we're with barbells and sometimes we're with jump ropes and sometimes we're doing gymnastic movements and sometimes we're on rings, whatever it is, the idea of constantly varied has inspired me in other areas of my life. We all have a tendency to get into a rut, especially with our attempts to get healthy. Does it always look the same? I'm not snacking today, or I'm not having sugar, or I'm not eating after dinner, or I'm not drinking alcohol. And our results look the same because our attempts look the same. There's no variability in intensity or in approach. And so there's no variability in our results. We're not getting any. We're sort of staying in the same approach of, oh, I'm going to buckle down on Monday and eat clean, but come Thursday, screw it. I was okay. It was all right. But now I'm going to 
I'm just going to give myself this one moment to eat whatever I want, get it out of my system. I'll be back at it. Oh, not really. Just kidding. There's a real commonality. Our approach doesn't change. We're going about it the same way all the time, even if it's not working. Constantly varied, high intensity. What is the intensity level of your pursuit of change? Whether that is getting out of debt or it is losing weight or it is improving your relationship or decluttering your home, what level of intensity and consistency are you bringing to this? It matters, which is the ninth thing that I've learned so much from CrossFit and from being in the gym is you've got to be consistent. You can't show up to the gym when you feel like it, maybe a few times a month super fired up and then a couple of weeks drifting and not showing up and expect for anything to change. So if the eighth thing is about variation and intensity, the ninth is consistency. We've got to show up and be routine in it. I couldn't make it to the gym when I feel like it and expect any meaningful improvements in my fitness. It's not going to happen. And you have to be consistent in whatever it is, the change you want to create financially, health-wise, weight-wise, anything in between, your pursuit not only has to be intense, but it has to be consistent. And that is where so many of us are falling short. We're like, we've tried everything. I've done every diet under the sun. But the one thing you haven't done is been consistent. And that is required. It is absolutely required. The 10th thing that I've really learned from being in the gym and I'm working so hard to apply this in other areas of my life is have fun. It is not a burden for me to go to the gym, even though admittedly every day I don't want to go. I challenge myself to celebrate my body. Have fun. Go with a good attitude. Don't walk in there like Eeyore. Oh, here we go. This is going to be brutal. No, no. Have fun, play, challenge yourself. You're so fortunate to be able to improve this area of your life, whatever that is for you. I'm so fortunate to walk into a gym despite treating my body like a dumpster for most of my life. I'm still able to use it. It could have failed on me a decade ago, but it didn't. Celebrate, have fun, play. Don't have a bad attitude about trying to get healthy. Don't have a bad attitude about trying to get out of debt. Don't have a bad attitude about going back to school or changing your habits or your patterns. Have fun, celebrate it. It is a gift. It is not a burden. In just a couple of hours, My 92-year-old grandmother is coming down um, to have lunch with me, not to be confused with my 98-year-old grandmother, who is also still living. My 92-year-old grandmother, her name is Ginny, and she was a nurse for her career. She was a nurse during World War II, and after the war, she uh, was a nurse at actually my pediatrician's office. She's 92 years old. She lives alone. She takes the stairs, right? She lives in a a building, but she has her own kitchen. She does her own laundry and all that kind of stuff. But she uh, lives on the second floor and she always takes the stairs. Even if she's tired, she's 92, guys. If she's tired, she takes the stairs. If her legs hurt, she takes the stairs. 
And I remember one of the last times I was at her building with her, I was like, Graham, like, holy moly, you are impressive. She moves quick up those stairs, too, and down. And she said, when I stop taking the stairs, I won't be able to take the stairs. You either use it or you lose it. And she's saying that at 92, but we've got people in their 30s taking the elevator. Granted, if you have to take the elevator and you're physically not able to take the stairs, obviously I'm not lecturing you here. So no need to email me about how some people can't take the stairs. I'm I'm intelligent enough to know that and respectful enough to honor that. My point is, use it. Whether that is your arms, your brain, your good attitude, your legs, get going and celebrate it. My grandmother doesn't take the stairs going, oh my gosh, my knees, my back, I'm old. Why am I doing this? This sucks. This is awful. She celebrates every day that she is able to take the stairs. And we can all learn something from that. Every time I go into the gym, I think about how grateful I am that I am able because that could be taken from me at any moment. And we all need to just have a little bit more fun. Use our bodies, celebrate them, take great care of them because it's a gift and it's a choice. So those are 10 things I have learned in the gym. I would love to know what you have learned. Is there something, whether it's from your financial choices or it's from your nutrition choices or it's from your workouts, maybe you're into CrossFit or maybe you're into yoga or ballet or as Zumba, doesn't matter, running. What is something that you have learned that influences other areas of your life? I've talked about this at length in terms of what I learned from getting out of debt, I think there's so much opportunity for us to apply these lessons to other areas of our lives. So comment on the show notes, tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. I hope this was inspiring for you in one way or another. I'd love to know what you do with these ideas. Remember, it feels incredible to give your max effort. So find something you can do today without excuse, without exception, without letting yourself off easy. Push yourself, do the work. And let me know how it goes. And just a final reminder that the wait list is open for the fall group 12 Weeks to Transformation. Registration will open up in late August for an early September kickoff. But remember, even though I'm not working with new clients this summer, A, I'm working with veterans, and B, I have a special cool opportunity for folks that are on the wait list for the fall because I don't have summer sessions and I'm going to be emailing that out to everybody on the wait list here in the next week or so. So you can head over to the show notes page to get on the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash 491, or you can just go to primalpotential.com, hit the work with me tab in the upper right hand corner and hop on the wait list that way, or shoot me an email and I am happy to help. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.